Kicking it off this week on For the Record, Vampire Weekend with Father of the Bride and the opener Hold You Now featuring Danielle Heim, a very special one from us here. First of all, Happy New Year from For the Record on FBI Radio. It is midday and it means we're going to tackle another album. This one is the last in our favourite records of the year. I'm delighted to have someone who's almost becoming like furniture in the For The Record HQ, Mr. Bart Dineau, is back. Our after dad doing, rock specialist. After tackling, well, <laughs> I don't know if you call Charlie XX dad rock, but maybe, who knows, there's rooms. <laughs> she can go wherever she Total wants, dad I guess. Rock. Well, I mean, I'm a dad. I like Charlie XX. Ergo, there you dad go. rock. Maybe, maybe it is. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. But we're back and we're tackling... Definitely one of my favourite records of the year. I think everyone in this room's, it would be up, uh, in and around their favourites. Vampire Weekend with their record, Father of the Bride. An interesting album for me, this one. I think it, and it, 
it has a case to be considered one of the most or if not the most interesting album in their discography maybe not their best but i think there's definitely a lot to talk about with this one you have rostam leaving the band which is obviously a massive massive shift in terms of sound and responsibilities and songwriting and then you have them kind of finding their way through that and trying to discover exactly what this new vampire weekend is going to be or can be or should be Mm, and I, i think you're right in like I think sonically interesting and conceptually interesting as well being that it's 18 songs long yeah. and there's some really short single idea things going on there and a lot more studio like a lot of, a lot more of a studio vibe in this like yeah, a, a, yeah. it's the most polished yeah. I've definitely ever heard Vampire Weekend interesting cuz I I think it's it's them in their most relaxed loosest state i think that they for me this album is is them really like kicking off their shoes because i i find the first three records to be hyper focused really really clear idea of what they wanted to get out of that album in terms of sound in terms of um overall general themes of the album i think i find this one to be a, a little bit more muddled a little bit more not that that's necessarily a bad thing but when i first listened to it I wasn't really convinced. Like I, I, I kind of went into it going, ooh, this seems like a little bit all over the place. There's like lots of different styles being kind of attacked here. Is this going to work? But for me, it's an album that on second listen, third listen, fourth listen, it grows on you dramatically. And if you're a fan of the band, I feel like that's kind of almost like the best possible outcome for an album like this. Yeah, I, I would sort of disagree with it feeling like it's all over the place, I, I I feel like there's lots of ideas going on, but sonically, mm. it's all of a piece. Like I heard, I heard, I can't remember where I heard it, um, but an interview Ezra Koenig did, where he's talking about the double album, and he yeah. he sort of he laid it out as like there's two kinds of double albums. There's like the white album, like everyone bring all the ideas and we'll just like jam them together, and it's gonna be like the the magic will come out of the juxtaposition and then there's mm. then there's like the really considered the wall um, that's like all one thing yeah mm. um and i think sonically this this album really does a good job of being of feeling like one you know of all being part of a whole yeah um i i, I think like if this album was a biscuit <laughs> i like i like this i like this <laughs> Like, can, can, okay, let's let's make Is a, it compa- a Monte let's, Carlo? Let's, let's make it let's make a comparison. Be, be like the the sound of the albums. Like modern vampires would be like a double coat Tim Tam, and this one would be like a wafer. Like the sounds are so light and crisp. Right. Okay. No, like, I understand what you mean. And I feel like that is something that goes throughout. Even on even on the like heavier heavier in quotation marks songs yeah. like like sympathy, the um, the actual sounds that they use are still quite light. Like there's, and and I feel like that keeps the album together. Like it, it really makes it feel very cohesive to me. Mm. No, but I think I think you are right. It also to me sort of sings back to the very early days of Vampire Weekend, like that super playful one two three punch and building on that kind of sound that they started with and took the world by storm yeah you can see like tiny glimpses of that throughout the record as well 
Yeah, I agree. I I really like how them as a band, they as a band, like through through their four albums, they've done like a reinvention light on mm. each of their albums. So yeah. so like each album is very particular, but still retains stuff. So like now in Father of the Bride, there you can still hear, you know, stuff from Vampire Weekend first. Like their self-titled album, they they they've kept and built upon yeah. everything they've done, and we're gonna break into some of the actual music now. Uh, this one is my personal fave, and it was the first single off the record, yeah. I think. Yep, um, it's Harmony Hall. Now we find ourselves in late December I believe that New Year's Eve will be the perfect time for their great surrender But they don't remember Anger wants a voice, voices want to sing Sinners harmonize till they can't hear anything Thought that I was free all that questioning But every time a problem ends Another one begins And the stone walls of harmony all bear witness Anybody with a word in mind Can never forgive the sight Of wicked snakes inside a place You thought was dignified
the stone walls of harmony all bear witness Anybody with a word in mind can never forgive the sight Of wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die Just thought it didn't rain in 
I've been cheating on, cheating on you. You've been cheating on me. But I've been cheating through this life. And all its suffering. This life right there, definitely one of my faves off the record. Harmony Hall at the top and then Bambina right in the middle. You're in for the record. Unpacking Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. We're joined by Bartonaro. Woo! I was going to mention as well, it's quite interesting. Um, not only the changes in sound on this album than to albums past, but also... Uh, some of the features and the friends that have been brought along. We've already mm. mentioned Steve Lacey, but Danielle Heim also plays a pretty significant part across the record. It's very uh, interesting to hear the balance between her and Ezra across the songs and how that's brought together. Mm. And I mean, that will, the, you mentioned features. That's really interesting point because this is the Never first time that we've had a Vampire Weekend album that has had someone or multiple someones from outside of the band involved. And I think that must have been really a really difficult or, like, hard decision to make. Just weird. To be, like, 
Oh, like, we'll bring in other people, I think, because they're so controlled. Yeah, I I had listened to um, Ezra's time that Time Crisis. Mm. He, he did an episode of Time Crisis. That's his Beats 1 radio show where he basically went through track by track. And it sounds to me like far from it being like an uptight kind of controlling thing, mm. it sounds like it was just really loosey-goosey. Like they, right. they brought... They brought people on to play like single parts in songs, like multiple people playing the same instrument on songs. Right. Like it was a real studio endeavor, this one. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of like, that's sort of like the magic of this mm. record is it, it is immediate because he's such an accomplished pop, yeah. r- pop music writer. So it has that immediacy, but it is, and, and, it, and it seems very surface level because a lot of these songs are just like three chords, like very simple. Mm. Um, and the ones that aren't three chords are like a minute and a half. So it gives you this sort of impression that it's like really, this, there's not much going on here. It's really simple. But then when you like stop and listen, like for a song like How Long, mm. you're listening to the, you're listening to it every bar almost. There's like a different element coming in and you're just like, what the fuck's going on? It's like there's so much stuff and, you know, rewards repeat listens. Like Yeah. You Do know, you think that, that that's almost Ezra not like throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks, but to a degree almost doing that just to kind of find exactly what works for them now. I reckon it would have just been, this is what, the first time in, this is the longest break between albums, five years, one of your key collaborators isn't included. Of course you're only going to come, but like... Yeah, isn't in the band. Of course you're going to come across like, again, Ezra and Steve Lacey doing only like playfully if it happened accidentally in the first place. You don't set out to go and write something like that. So it would make sense that it would be a super loose kind of vibe and it only attests, again, to how good of a writer he is that he can take all of these different elements and situations and theory um, and just turn them into something where you go, like, wait, did that kind of happen? Like, are you cheating on me? He's in a loving relationship. They've had a child. There's no element of infidelity in his life, but he can bring that out and make it work. Yeah, well, I think there's there's a lot of moments on this record where you think, like, this isn't him talking about his life. Mm. But, like, it's kind, of, it's kind of like piercing holes in culture and society as it is at the moment, like, like rich man, it's like one rich man in ten has a satisfied mind, and I'm the one. It's like making fun of mm. privilege, you mm. know. Um, and I think there's lots of that all the way through. It's, um, and yeah, like stuff like I'm cheating on you, you're cheating on me. Um, like I feel like there's a lot of. It's sort of like it's it is playful, but it's also fatalistic. Like it's a bit sort of down on how things are going in the world at the moment like that's feels like a theme running through like yeah. um you know the hook in harmony hall i don't want to live like this but i don't want to die like that's, that's actually like a, a you know that i'm sure you know that's yeah. a reoccurring theme of like across like the last record as well one big thing i noticed about this album is the jam band influence and they've all been admittedly and you know wax lyrical about how they are massive fans of bands like fish and like bands like the grateful mm. dead and I think this is them kind of like finally getting to flex those muscles a little bit, like, like have this like 
almost like a loose approach to making music. While the songs still are very tight, I'm not talking about that. I'm just more mean. They had freedom to kind of work in and around a variety of different sounds, work with different people, not be tied to this kind of one thing per album. Mm. Well, there's heaps of space on this album. So mm. I'd be really interested to see how these songs are translated live. I think yeah. the, the best part about the whole record is despite the apprehension um, in the lead up to its release, listening to it, there's no sense or element of it feeling at all like a chore. Or like something that had to be done for. Oh yeah, it's like totally. easy. Yeah. It's it's just such an easy listen yeah. for sure. Which that yeah. that is a really good point because that was the one thing I was worried about. I was I I thought that going into it I was going to be listening to this this band, you know, hopelessly trying to um, yeah like make something piece piece well, try and piece something pick together up that the wasn't pieces work, of, yeah. of of you know Ross I'm leaving but I'm you know so happy to to be completely proven wrong which is nice i was just gonna say it's also pleasant it wasn't forced it just they were able to take the time to figure stuff out do things playfully and let that fruition come well i i think like no matter how like effective and like magic a writing collaboration can be especially with two like such strong creative forces Mm. it will be oppressive to an extent to the other so even though rostam is like an inextricable part of the vampire weekend sound as it had developed up to that point mm. i reckon like this album sounds to me like i might be imputing something that's not there but it sounds like if like ezra is feels free like it's yeah. a it's a real sort of like air light airy like, like there's a real sense of freedom in it and you know i'm sure i i don't know what the terms like how Rostam left. What the terms? Are I, I from what I from what I gather, it was there's no bad blood between. Yeah, them but even even so, like it could just be like, oh, finally, I don't have to like get this signed off. I don't have to yeah. run this by someone else. Like this is just something I can do. Like I can have an idea and do it. I don't have to justify it to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, that like it, the easiness that this record hits the ears. Like it, I think that could play a part in it. Don't go anywhere here on FBI Radio on For The Record. We're going to take you into some more good, good music, including this next one, Big Blue. Big Blue, for once in my life I felt close to you. I was so overcome with emotion. When I was hurt and in need of affection. When I was tired and I couldn't go home. Then you offered protection. So am I learning my lesson? Or am I back on my own? Big blue, for once in my life I felt close to you I was so overcome with emotion When I was hurt and in need of affection When I was tired and I couldn't go home Then you offered protection So am I learning my lesson? Or am I back on my own? Close to you. I was so overcome with emotions When I was hurt and in need of affection When I was tired and I couldn't go home Then you offered protection So am I learning my lessons Or am I back on my own? 
across to you I was so overcome with emotion When I was hurt and in need of affection When I was tired and I couldn't go home Then you offered protection So am I learning my lesson? Or am I back on my own? Tough choice, don't make me laugh My life's a joke, your life's a gas You broke my heart at midnight mass Now I'm the ghost of Christmas past The only choice you gave to me Is one I took reluctantly Cause when we played democracy You always take immunity How long do we sink to the bottom of the sea? How long, how long? You wear the same old dirty jeans What's the point of being seen? Those eyes are cruel, those eyes are mean What's the point of human beings? A sharpie face on tangerines Why has it felt like Halloween since Christmas 2017? Registration's here with me Neither of us has the key We can live down in the flats The hills will fall eventually How long do we sink To the bottom of the sea How long, how long How long do we sink And it's only you and me
Cold. 
satisfied mind and I'm the one A hundred to one says I wouldn't react But I'm the one in a hundred who would swing right back Yes, I'm the one Thousands of steps and staircases to climb Thousands of men you're most likely to climb And yet I'm the one Could I possibly bet I'm compelled by your love And I haven't lost yet Clearly you're the one listening to rich man from father of the bride and up the top was big blue followed by how long and then after that was dan's personal favorite unbearably white um i think it's really interesting the the almost drop off of vampire weekend being um cool not necessarily cool but i think that they because like you said they've always been to some degree a daggy band but I think they were for sure on the the tip of what was like your who's who of your indie rock, especially in like that 2010s, 2013 period, they were kind of, they were it. And I think that it's it's so interesting that within in five years that it was taking them to make this album or whatever they were doing in, in and around that time period, they've, they've almost become this like, oh, kind of band. You know, like I've had conversations with people where you like you almost have to defend Vampire Weekend now or you you feel like like people kind of just don't really care. And I don't know, I just think that drop off doesn't happen very regularly from album to album. Maybe like over the course of a career, but I think from from, from Modern Vampires of the City to this record, there was a very clear Well, I think the I think this big schism there like it's a long period of time it's like yeah 20, and that's what i was yeah it's like yeah. a big big area of space to fill but think about like what has really happened in that time in terms of trends like back in say 2010 2011 
like the the cultural conversation was still dominated by mm. indie rock yeah. like and but now very much it's it's like rap it's pop it's yeah, hip hop is like the and, biggest music and so from when they released modern vampires 2013 there was a big gap and it's almost like a generational flush out in that time and so yeah. now they've come back and i even i really forgot about Van- vampire weekend like they a new album came out wow fuck here we go cool mm. but for people who didn't live through that period and that's not sort of etched onto their musical DNA, mm. it's like, you know, who who is this? Yeah. But also, like you said before, he he's sort of gotten to this stage where he can do he can make whatever he wants, and he's at that level. And so, like, I don't know, like it it, it may maybe he's no longer an it band like the the buzz has died down but i feel like it's matured into something that's going to like they're going to make another couple of records like they're yeah. going to they're going to be around talking about the album art this is like a clearly like them saying this is not cool like this is not going to be a cool yeah record and i feel like they've done that all the way through like i mean we can talk about them starting off as like this hot indie guitar rock band well just like the epitome of like a, a big buzz band like yeah those vintage sweaters cool again and kickstarting the whole indie alternative movement and I although that kind of say although that stuff became cool and they kind of made it cool definitely was a bit twee in the beginning yeah yeah well, for sure. all, all the way through they've been like bucking what is cool like strokes are of a similar vintage and strokes uh, were really playing at being conventionally cool yeah totally but vampire weekend were like fuck we're doing the like we're doing the opposite of that we are wearing our privilege on our sleeve we're mm. wearing we're wearing our um influences on our sleeve like we're putting them like right in your face it's not like we're trying to hide that we're doing all this stuff that you know is not conventional like all the way through now like coming out with an album like father of the bride yeah which is which is uncool like it's super uncool in an age mm. where like that just like totally bucks the trend like he's got his influences he's got hip-hop influence like he's into that world and like he could be you know making more of a play for you know the stuff the stuff that is charting the stuff that's on top of all the lists like the the r&b sort of thing but he's not he's like very consciously being uncool and that's kind of like badass and that's kind of that's what kind of linking back to what i was talking about before about them being able to move any which way they want to now i think that that absolutely relates because i i think that musically he can kind of do anything he wants and it's not going to necessarily be considered at least in my opinion be considered cool or uncool it's just going to be Ezra's songwriting or a Vampire Weekend album. I think that he's, he's yeah. this album is like that bridging record that kind of almost um, alleviates the stress of having to be inherently quote unquote cool as a band. I don't think they ever necessarily had that, but there probably was the general perception of them wanting to be or being a cool band. It's kind of like, forgive the old comparison, but you know, when all of the individual Beatles went into all their solo records. One of the most important things, um, I think, in the lead-up to Double Fantasy was that John Lennon was making a comment, and a few of the albums before that as well, that all of his fans have grown up 
with him and it's no longer about trying to make music for like fresh meat but to continue and to explore all these different and new themes as they've all gotten older and I think that's definitely what's going to happen with Vampire Weekend. Going to jump into a couple more tracks off Father of the Bride at the Vampire Weekend record that came out a little earlier this year, around about May time. Very, very cool stuff. This one's called My Mistake. Skin under sand, summer breeze, summer break. Oh, I was young then, had made my mistake. Unaware of the fall, unaware of my fate. There was peace in the valley till I made my mistake. Quick in the night as the stone took its shape. Come. At the border As I made My escape It was cold It was dark You were cruel You were fake Hoping for kindness Was my greatest mistake
standing in the garden I'll be for you Together, we go together like 
Track right there featuring Daniel Heim, We Belong Together, also produced by former member Rostam, and then up the top, My Mistake, and squeezed on in the middle there, Sunflower featuring Mr. Steve Lacey, and then 2021. I think on that note, we're going to have to bring it to an end on today's show of For the Record with our very special guest, Bart DeNaro, with me, my Billick, and Dan Gordon. We wish you a very happy new year, a warm and bright, sunny 2020. Uh, we're going to be away next week, but after that, we'll be back in action, fresh faced, ready to kick off another new year of albums to share with you. So stick with us. You can catch up at fbiradio.com and wherever you grab your podcasts from. Bart, thank you so much for coming on the show once again. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, I'm, Maya. I'm really excited to. I I feel like I, I like I almost want to make this like like a monthly or a bi-monthly thing where we get Bart on to. to this talk will not about be the last time you hear the dulcet tones of Mr. Bartonaro. If you want to get in touch, for the record at fbiradio.com is the place to do so, or you can hit us up on Instagram. For the record, FM is the handle. Give us a like and all of that good stuff. Follow, do you like things? Follow things? I don't know. Instagram's weird. 
lunch on FBI Radio is coming up next, so don't go anywhere. Keep it locked on 94.5 FM to take you there. Stranger and Jerusalem, New York, Berlin by Vampire Weekend from Father of the Bride. I, I, things have never been stranger. I, I, things are gonna stay strange. I remember life as a stranger Stranger 
Jerusalem, New York, Berlin. 